0: Not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arm save them, but Thy right hand and thine arm, and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast favor unto them. The part I want to uh, cue in on is the first part. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us. So I'm talking to fathers. It says, your children will grow up revering, adoring, and trusting in either God or man. It depends to a great degree upon what they hear from you. If you give them the impression that you are in the congratulated and admired for the state that you have built up, the possessions you hold, and the station in life you occupy then they will become the same sort of greedy, grasping, money-grubbing, status-seeking worldling that you are. You get the idea what kind of preacher this guy is. If you lead them to believe that God is pleased with you because your high moral standards, your integrity in business, or the goodness of your own heart, then they will go about expecting to earn salvation by their own works of righteousness. And they will go into the same hell that you do. We are not saved by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saves us. David speaks of a generation who learned from their fathers that God was the cause of all their benefits. They were told that the good land and the good possessions they inherited were not earned by their parents. It was the power of the right hand of God that secured them a title to a place on this earth. It was not that their forefathers did not fight and labor for their land. They most certainly did. But it was God's strength, not theirs, that decided the outcome. And why did God fight for them? Again, not because of their righteousness. They had none. It was because of God's favor, his freely bestowed loving kindness. Blessed is the generation that hears this witness of the Sovereign Almighty God from their fathers. They will be inclined to put their hope and confidence in Him, not in the frail and fickle arm of the flesh. It is our privilege to give such a witness to our children. Surely God is the cause of our temporal and eternal salvation. It is the children's privilege to hear and heed such a witness from their fathers. For all, they do not have Christian parents who know that salvation is of the Lord through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. So I ask, do your children know how you got saved? Do your children know how the Lord has led you in decision making? And how you got out of some tight spots and how the Lord provided for you and your family or got you out of uh, some tough straits. Do your children know how God has blessed you? Have you told your children how God has been faithful every step of the way? It is our job as fathers, as parents, to pass this down to our children because they they need to hear it. I mean, the Jewish people were told, the Hebrews were told, tell your children about how God saved them from Egypt. Tell your children how they were fed for 40 years in the wilderness. Do your children believe this stuff or is it just a fairy tale? And what makes it real is when they hear what you have been through and how God has taught us and brought our families through tough times. Teach your children these things. And if you don't have anything to teach them, then get on your knees and find out where you stand with God because God is faithful to his people. And, you know, we should be able to share the richness and the wonders that God has done in us uh, to them so that their faith is is not starting from nothing, but starting building upon what you have. So, Father, we ask you to uh, to bring us through hard times and good times that we might share with our children your faithfulness. And Lord, raise up our children that they could be godly, faithful, and believing that you are are good. You are good and faithful to us. Amen.